On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, a Southern California city takes the boldest step towards introducing EVs into its police fleet by replacing its entire fleet with Teslas. Plus, Tesla's oldest partner is behind schedule on its 4680 battery cell production, the referral program has returned, and more. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined, as always, by my canine companions, Daisy the Boxer and Zelina the Future Service Dog. Welcome to episode 406 of Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast. This one for May 14th, 2023. Well, we've got a fun one lined up this week. There's, as always, lots of interesting stories to talk about. Unfortunately, there's some bad news along with some good stuff. It's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster this week. But next week should hopefully be all good stuff. And it's going to be a big one. It is the annual shareholder meeting at Giga Texas. So as always with these big Tesla events, I will have a full recap. I'll have highlights and I'll have analysis of that event. And hey, if you're one of the lucky few out there who won tickets to attend this via the random drawing... I hope you have an excellent time out there at Giga Texas. Hey, real quick, a mini note to get us started here. And honestly, I should probably just start a new segment on this podcast, kind of like I got the pro tip of the week segment. I could call it something like, speaking of roller coasters, pricing roller coaster, because here we go again, another week, another pricing update. The Model S and Model X have each been bumped up in price this week by $1,000, making the base S $88,500 and the base X $98,500. But both plaids, plaid S and plaid X, remain uh, in synced up pricing. Each of them is $108,500. And oh, by the way, the Model Y went up another $250. So it's another very, very subtle, barely noticeable increase on that. Hey, real quick, I hope all of you who are kindly backing my weekly eight-year running efforts here on Ride the Lightning via the Patreon, that is the way that you can voluntarily choose to support me and any of your favorite creators. There's lots of people on Patreon, authors, poets, musicians, in my case, podcasters. If you are kind enough to back me on Patreon, Uh, I hope you're enjoying this week's Patreon-only bonus mini-episode. These happen every single week. I call them the Lightning Round episodes. And this week's was about my personal wish list for the upcoming Project Highland Model 3 revamp. The things that I hope to see in the revamped Model 3. By the way, as a reminder, anytime you join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast you will get access to all of the Lightning Round episodes. There are now 45 of them, I think. 40, I think that's how the the current tally, or 46? I think it's 46. So there's a whole bunch of them over there. So again, you can find out more on my Patreon page, which is found, again, at patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All right, let's get started with the proper week's news. 
Let's, uh, we're gonna, again, buckle up for this roller coaster. We're gonna start with an up, and then I will warn you, uh, it's gonna go down a little bit, and then down more, and then down a whole lot before we come back up. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna try to end on a high note. I'm just warning you in advance. It is gonna be an up and down podcast this week in terms of what's going on in the world of Tesla news. So I know I have previously said that I was going to stop doing stories about police departments that are getting Teslas, but this one was too good to pass up because this isn't just a dip your toe in the water and get one Tesla Model 3 or Model Y. Check this out. Unplugged Performance, the city of South Pasadena and Enterprise have partnered to deliver the world's first EV-only police department comprised of 20 Tesla vehicles. 20 Tesla Model Y and Model 3 vehicles upfitted by Unplugged Performance, and I want to thank Unplugged Performance for the write-up here. This is taken off of their social media pages. Uh, Upfitted by Unplugged Performance will replace the legacy internal combustion fleet for South Pasadena Police Department in 2023, this year. The fleet of Tesla vehicles is a first for any department to convert its entire fleet of vehicles to 100% electric. Quote, Unplugged Performance are the global experts when it comes to customizing and upfitting Tesla vehicles. We are extremely fortunate to partner with the entire Unplugged team as they build the next generation of police vehicles for our entire fleet transition to battery electric vehicles, said Sergeant Tony Abdallah, South Pasadena Police Department EV Project Transition Lead. Woo, Tony, Sergeant Tony, that is a a lot to fit on a business card, my friend. But anyway, the next quote, the leadership shown by the South Pasadena City Council and the South Pasadena Police Department is historic. Anyone who has investigated the compelling fleet economics of electric vehicle ownership knows that it's the right solution to go EV and do it with Tesla. However, stepping up and taking the leap for the full department requires leadership and commitment from the mayor, the city council, and the entire department, said Ben Schaffer, the CEO of Unplugged Performance, who you may remember when I interviewed him here a year or so ago now. The next quote, Tesla's stunning track record of reliability, low maintenance costs, An impressive on-road performance and driving dynamics make EV transition a safe choice for many departments. The cost savings are undeniable, and being able to bring Tesla's entire suite of crash and safety systems to bear on officer safety is an added benefit above and beyond the economics of operating and maintaining this modern EV fleet. And that quote is once again from Sergeant Abdallah. The benefits of sustainable transport and the resulting reduced emissions will help keep our communities healthy for generations to come. Well, first of all, what a get for my friends at Unplugged Performance. Pardon me. Congratulations to them. Big contract there. That is awesome stuff. And hey, as the quote said, they're right. Nobody knows how to modify Teslas better than they do and do it in a very professional, very awesome way. By the way, uh, as a as a quick thought that occurs to me as I as I talk about unplugged performance and read this story, when is Tesla going to just buy unplugged performance and make them their in-house performance division, kind of like the M division at BMW, AMG at Mercedes? I mean, unplugged performance. If you've been following them for any length of time, 
or you heard the interview with Ben Schaffer that I did about a year ago, they've already got a pretty close relationship with Tesla that's been a strong one for many, many years. I mean, imagine the UP, the up badge, the UP lettering on your performance Tesla, but it's got, because unplugged performance is now a division within Tesla, it's got more than just a badge and red brake calipers. Imagine fender flares or more awesome spoilers, because remember that unplugged performance sells carbon fiber spoilers made with Koenigsegg, direct partnership there, which is super cool. So all I'm saying is don't be surprised if this happens at some point down the road, if Tesla swoops in and gobbles those guys up, but probably after Tesla finishes their current priority one mission, which is to scale up production like crazy. Because of course, a a performance division is, uh, you know, that's a minority, a, a very, very small minority of your customers are gonna be interested in that. And it's cool to have, but it's it's not really part of the current mainline goal. So I, I do think this is a reasonable possibility in the next five to 10 years. Anyway, big kudos as well on this, not just to unplug performance, but to the city of South Pasadena on this. I mean, this is a massive commitment to EVs and hey, no surprise that they've chosen to go all Tesla on this deal. As I mentioned at the top of this story, We've seen a number of other cities and towns take a trial run with a single Model 3 or a single Model Y, but no municipality has gone all in like South Pasadena is doing right now. And I expect that the results of this experiment will exceed their expectations in terms of not only the fleet's performance on the road, but the cost savings compared to an internal combustion engine fleet which is exactly what has happened with those various one-off experiments that I've talked about from time to time on the podcast. So just awesome stuff all around here. I love this story. All right, the roller coaster is going to go down a little bit now. Longtime Tesla battery supplier Panasonic, as uh, if you're hearing that, Daisy the Boxer takes a drink of water behind me. Panasonic has announced a delay in the commercial production of its 4680 battery cells. Thank you to Tesla Roddy for the write-up on this, which reads in part, Panasonic previously suggested that mass production of its 4680 cells could be achieved between April of 2023, right now, and March of 2024. As per the company's recent statements, Panasonic is now planning to start commercial production of the next generation cells during the April to September period in 2024. Panasonic did not share the specifics behind its decision to shift the date for its 4680 cells as commercial production. In its earnings presentation materials, however, Panasonic hinted that the adjustment could allow the company to improve the battery's performance, as noted in a Reuters report. Quote, mass production rescheduled to begin during first half of fiscal year 2025 to introduce, which is of course next year in this case in, on the calendar, to introduce performance improvement measures that will further enhance competitiveness, Panasonic noted. Well, on the surface, this is not good news, certainly. Panasonic, as I noted, has been Tesla's longest and most loyal and dependable partner with the relationship between the two companies going back to the original Model S and the 18650 battery cells that are in that car and have been 
since 2012 when the car first rolled off the production line. And of course, the more obvious one is that Panasonic is an equal partner of Giga Nevada, in case you've forgotten that. There are employees who work at Giga Nevada that are Tesla employees, and there are employees who work there that are Panasonic employees. And Panasonic has been just vital to Tesla's survival, to their growth, and now to their success. However, the good news is that Tesla has reached the point where, thankfully, they're not dead in the water without Panasonic. Tesla should be able to weather this delay no problem. Maybe not no problem, but with minimal problems. They have their own 4680 battery cell production that's happening in California right now. Their own in-house 4680 battery cell production coming soon to Giga Texas and coming soon to Giga Berlin. They also have other battery cell partners, not just Panasonic. And just this past week, they broke ground on their own lithium refinery that we've heard talked about, like on the most recent earnings call, just outside of Corpus Christi, Texas. So Tesla has contingency plans. I mean, well, they I guess they probably don't think of their other battery facilities as contingency plans necessarily, more like just part of the grant, you know, the, the big plan to scale up to 20 million cars per year. But let's just call it a different form of Tesla insurance, shall we? In this case, it's insurance against the slowdown of 4680 battery cell production by having multiple in-house options. So I think that Tesla should hopefully be fine to build the Highland Model 3 with the 4680s, which is imminent seemingly. They should be fine to build the Cybertruck with 4680s, which should also be just about imminent. And also the Model Y, more uh, than just the one standard range all-wheel drive variant of the Model Y with the 4680s between now and when Panasonic does get ramped up in another year or so. Okay, continuing down, uh, fortunately, the next couple stories are, are actually quite serious. You know, I, I try to have fun here, but these I wanted to, to talk about these because I think it's important to share this stuff. So it's a full picture of what's going on in the Tesla world. But here goes. Uh, this story does have a happy ending, I guess, but it's it's uh, there's some disturbing elements to it as well. So the Tesla mobile app has helped track down, well, help, help track and slow down a Model X that was stolen at gunpoint. The story was written up on Drive Tesla Canada, who wrote, that unfortunately happened to Australian tennis star Nick Kyrgios, uh, excuse me, Kyrgios, get that pronunciation correct, I think I've got it now. But with the help of the Tesla mobile app, he was able to not only track his car after it was stolen, but also slow it down. The incident occurred last week when a masked man appeared at Kyrgios' house in Canberra, demanding the keys to the Model X. The man allegedly pointed a gun at Kyrgios' mother, who would answer the door, also asking, forget that this is ridiculous, asking for a quick lesson on how to drive the electric SUV. This is according to court documents obtained by ABC News. It was at that time that the mother was able to run away and call for help from Kyrgios. 
After the suspect drove away, Kyrgios called police to let them know his car was just stolen. He then used the mobile app to inform police of the car's precise whereabouts and also limited speed to 50 miles per hour. Remember, you can do that with the Tesla app. With, within Zelina, sorry, Zelina and Daisy are just, uh, they're having a little, a little um, play session over here while I'm trying to record. Within 16 minutes, police had located the Model X, engaging in a short chase before calling it off as it became too dangerous after entering a school zone. But thanks to the mobile app, police were able to locate the vehicle again a short time later, where the suspect was eventually tased and arrested. The 32-year-old man was charged with aggravated robbery, driving a vehicle without consent, failing to stop for police, driving while suspended, and resisting a public official. He was denied bail and will appear in court later this month. Well, first of all, I am so glad, by head and shoulders here, number one thing, that both Nick and his mother are safe. But second of all, I hope there is no leniency shown to a guy who is pointing a gun at someone's mom. I mean, pointing a gun at anybody is real bad. Don't get me. I'm not trying to not trying to put levels to this, but this this is this is a no leniency situation, if you ask me. It's also it's it's a situation where this thief isn't exactly the sharpest tool in the shed for a couple of reasons here. First. If you need a tutorial on how to drive the car that you plan, clearly premeditated, plan to steal, maybe look that information up on the internet ahead of time, ahead of your armed robbery. And far more hilarious is just that, generally speaking, the guy stole a Tesla, aka a car that can be tracked at all times via the mobile app, and, as Mr. Kyrgios wisely remembered, can be speed limited via the Tesla app. Also, uh, Drive Tesla Canada posted an embed of Nick's Instagram from this is from a while ago. This wasn't in in the wake of this, but it's a picture from Nick's Instagram where he had posted a photograph of his Model X from again just some random time before this incident. And the reason I bring this up is because Nick's Model X has a bright lime green wrap on the car, making it about the least incognito car that you could possibly steal. You know, this reminds me too that I saw a video posted on social media fairly recently of a Tesla that was carjacked by somebody who was running from the police. So this just, you know, this per- this this perpetrator stops the Tesla, tells, you know, get points a gun, tells the person to get out. The guy gets in the Tesla and then, uh, thankfully, I should I should just stop and note that the owner of that car wasn't harmed. But then the guy that, that carjacks this Tesla proceeded to smash the car up while attempting to evade capture. And, of course, that was pretty temporary. He was then captured. And it just reminded me of a friendly PSA. And that is, use pin to drive. The odds of you, thankfully, the odds of you ever being in a situation where someone gets in your car with the intention of stealing it, regardless of whether or not you're already in the car, are really small. But if it were to ever happen, you'll be glad you set the pin to drive, thereby making sure that your car is not going to go anywhere. And I suppose 
God forbid, if you were carjacked, just put the car in park, which, you know, you're going to have to do to get out of the car. And I think actually would happen automatically anyway, if your butt leaves the seat, the car is going to automatically put itself in park, I believe. But put it in park, which means as soon as it goes into park, it will need the pin again before it can move. So just say, hey, take the car and then run away as fast as you can. And that thief is not going anywhere. So while that was more of a news of the stupid kind of story, again, thankfully, because nobody was harmed. Uh, this is now we're going to bottom out on uh, on this this roller coaster this week, because the story that I've the, the crime block of stories that I've, I've got here for you is about to get a lot more serious. There is another newsworthy incident to tell you about where not everyone got away unharmed. Unfortunately, a Tesla driver has been shot and killed over what appears to be an argument over a supercharger stall. One more tip of the cap to drive Tesla Canada, which is where I saw this story. They write that the incident took place uh, this past week at a supercharger outside of the Edgewater Public Market in Denver, Colorado. And we, in fact, have a a local TV news report. So I'm going to play this audio. Here's the report from ABC Denver 7. I'm Denver 7's Micah Smith, and first we begin with breaking news this morning. Edgewater police say one person died after they were shot in a reported fight at an electric vehicle charging station. This happened at the Edgewater Public Market on 20th Avenue. That's where we find Denver 7's Bayon Wang live this morning. Bayon, what are police saying about what happened? Well, right now what they're gathering is that this may have all occurred because of an argument over a Tesla charging station. Let me step out of the way so you could see uh, what the scene looks like right now. If we go ahead and zoom all the way down there to that open parking space where that red sweater is, that is where the shooting occurred. A man was shot uh, several times and he essentially collapsed right there. Paramedics took him to the hospital and he was later pronounced deceased. Now there's a lot of moving elements to this one. A witness here says that they were just having breakfast in this area, a very popular place with a lot of different uh, food vendors. When they heard two gunshots go off, when they looked over at the Tesla charging station, they saw the man fall to the floor and an individual get in their vehicle, a red Tesla and drive off. From there, we learned that the individual who shot the man called 911 and reported what happened. Uh, DPD officers along with Mountain View officers responded to that uh, individual's uh, location and have taken him into custody since then. Again, all this happening before 10 a.m. And you could still see several Teslas uh, cordoned off over there near the Tesla charging station. Um, as we know, as a lot of these vehicles have recording capabilities so they essentially took all the witnesses to the police station for processing and to kind of get their witness accounts. And also uh, they're trying to figure out how they could possibly get any of that footage from their vehicles if they were recording at all. Again, a lot of popular food vendors in this area. As I look around, I'm seeing a lot of surveillance footage capabilities here. So officers are going to have a lot to work with right now. Again, we're being told that this all started after an altercation in that 
Tesla charging station area. The suspect, the victim, both Tesla owners, according to police. And right now we're just waiting to learn more. Very active scene, um, a lot of different elements involved. And unfortunately, one person lost their life, Micah. Very scary situation there, Mayan. We really look forward to your updates as this story continues to develop. Well, it goes without saying that this is absolutely awful to hear about. And if you're wondering why I played that for you, because again, after all, you've heard me say many times that my goal with this podcast is for it to be a fun, hour-long celebration of this thing that we all share a collective enthusiasm for, the Tesla, Tesla, the cars, the company, and each other. But the reason is to remind you that an argument's just never worth it, especially nowadays. And I say that realizing that we don't yet know what this argument was about. But whatever it was, whether it's fighting over who gets the last remaining supercharger stall, if it's crowded or something else. And by the way, I'm talking to myself here. I, I'm not trying to be preachy to you because that's that's not what I'm about. I'm, I'm not a, you know here to tell anybody how to live, but more because because I, I find myself getting a temper sometimes. I get I get upset. I, I tend to just stuff will bother me when I see somebody doing the wrong thing. I, it some it'll it'll make me a little crazy sometimes. It's just in my own head. I so I'm, I'm really talking to myself, but it's it's a reminder to myself: take a breath and let it go. Like if somebody you know cuts in to where I thought I was next in line for something, I gotta just it's stories like this are a reminder to just. Just let it go and grab the next spot in five minutes or ten minutes when somebody else leaves. But this is just an absolutely tragic story. But I'm glad that the alleged shooter is in custody. My heart just goes out to the family of of the victim here. This is awful. All right. Well, we're going to there, there's there's no way to segue out of that. But I didn't want it to be the first story that I did. I didn't want it to be the last story that I left you with. So I've got a couple, in fact, three more stories that are uh, that are mostly good. There's going to be one more that's that's not the best of news, but there's let's, it gets better from here. Uh, so the next one that I have for you this week is this, uh, and that is a Tesla-related Elon tweet. I can't, I genuinely can't remember the last time that I that I mentioned a Tesla-related Elon tweet on this podcast. But it feels good because I've got one this week and that setting that up, here you go. The tweet is, once FSD is super smooth, not just safe, we will roll out a free month trial for all cars in North America. Then extend to the rest of the world after we ensure it works well on local roads and regulators approve it in that country, end quote. Well, it has been a long, long time since Tesla last offered a free trial of Enhanced Autopilot slash FSD. In fact, the last time might have been before there were literally any FSD features, and thus it was a trial of Enhanced Autopilot, because that's all there was. Regardless, though, this is great to hear. I mean, sure, anybody can try it out anytime they want for a, for a month for $200 if Tesla didn't do this. But hey, $200 is a lot of money. So I am very glad to hear that Tesla, once they're confident enough in the state of the software, will effectively just 
I mean, not effectively, they will, they will waive that $200 and let everybody with a hardware three or higher car give it a try. Now, when that is, is anyone's guess. Maybe it's going to be with version 12, and it's which again is tough to predict when that would be. Elon said recently that 11 point, in fact, it's, this is even outdated from my notes. 11.4.1 has been going out to some members of the public now, kind of that initial group of, of so-called uh, FSD YouTubers. So that group has 11.4 now, which makes me think, well, maybe it's going to be version 12. And now why version 12 would be the one that, that goes out as a free trial? Because Elon also tweeted this, quote, arguably version 11.4 should be version 12.0 as there are so many major improvements. Version 12 is reserved for when FSD is end-to-end AI from images in to steering brakes and acceleration out, end quote. Well, not 12.0, Probably even when we do get to 12.0 as being the one that gets pushed out as a free trial to anybody that wants to try it out, but probably a couple of point releases into version 12, a 12.1, 12.2, 12.3, as they just iron out anything that that's, you know, needs to be ironed out from the, the major 12.0 release whenever that happens. So it will probably still be a while, it would be my guess, before... We get to that point where Tesla is enabling a free trial for everybody in North America. But nevertheless, I am very glad to hear Elon express his intention to offer that free FSD trial once it is ready. Because if the software really is that good when they do so, when they make this free trial available, then they'll likely pick up a lot of ongoing paid subscribers. Now, I decided to make this the subject of this week's Patreon poll, and the results were simple. Well, the question was simply, might a free trial of FSD convince you to purchase or subscribe? 48% of you, and in hindsight, I should have guessed this because every one of you listening to this, by virtue of you listening to a Tesla podcast done by as a, by one crazy super fan, which is, which is I think, a maybe a generous description of me, a a crazy Tesla super fan. But by sheer virtue of listening to this, you are a hardcore Tesla enthusiast. And so 48% of poll respondents, and we got over 200 votes this week, 48% of you said, I already purchased or subscribed to FSD. So about half of you already have it. 28% of you though, the next highest Uh, response, 28% said, yes, I could be convinced to purchase or subscribe to FSD if the free trial impresses me enough. 19% of you said, no, I don't expect I could be convinced slash I don't think FSD will be good enough anytime soon. 5% of you voted, I don't own a Tesla yet or just show me the results. So thank you all very much for taking the time to vote. And again, the weekly poll on Patreon, which is found right on my Patreon page, which again is patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. You do not need to be a Patreon backer. The uh, poll each week is open to the public. So feel free to swing on by. I do my best to get those polls posted on Tuesday evenings. So feel free to pop over 
to patreon.com slash Tesla podcast each week and vote. All right. Uh, sticking with good stuff. We've got one last Model Y production milestone to celebrate from Giga Texas. Yep, you've probably already guessed it just by virtue of, A, if you've been listening, you've heard, you've heard me mention 3,000 cars a week, then fairly recently 4,000 cars a week, and even contextually you could just, you could uh, gather from the fact that I said one last, meaning yes, 5,000 cars per week. I've been tracking the progress of the production ramp at Giga Texas due in no small part to the fact that Tesla has long said that the Cybertruck production would begin subsequent to the completion of the production ramp on the Model Y line. Now, unofficially, that has happened because they have achieved 5,000 Model Ys built in one week. Tesla Roddy actually had this first, and then Tesla confirmed it the next day. Tesla Roddy obtained photographs of the company celebrating the production milestone with a unique 5K logo on the hood of a white Model Y that feature, and the logo features Texas Longhorns with an ingrained Tesla T within. And then Tesla themselves posted it the next day. So congratulations to the Giga Texas team on this very significant milestone. And yes, I promise to stop mentioning production milestones for the Model Y. Instead, it's going to be replaced with another vice. In several more months, we will move to a hawk-like monitoring of any and all production milestones for the Cybertruck, because I know so, so many of you out there have a reservation for the Cybertruck. So many of you are excited about the Cybertruck. And then, after that, we'll have the Generation 3 car production milestone updates at Giga Mexico to look forward to. And then, after that, at least hopefully, we'll have the Roadster and any production updates there in, presumably, Fremont after that. Although, as I've said before, I would be totally cool with the Roadster being built in Giga Berlin because of their next-gen paint shop. But I guess that remains to be seen. All right, uh, and we're going to come down a little bit on the roller coaster before finishing at a high note. So we're going to end on a high note, but this next story, a little unfortunate here. And for some of you in certain parts of the world, it's really unfortunate news for those of you in certain territories who have been waiting and waiting for the new Model S or Model X for now upwards of two years, well, I'll let Craig from Sydney, Australia explain it. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig from Sydney, Australia calling in. Well, to say I'm gutted, it's an understatement. Tesla has given us news that they have cancelled right-hand drive production on Model S and Model X vehicles. They do still have it up on their website where you can register for updates. So this does give us some hope that in the future they may resume production, we can only hope. I know this does have reservation holders of Cybertruck orders here a little concerned, but I believe outside of North America, Australia has placed the most orders for Cybertruck vehicles, as this category of vehicle is incredibly popular over here, just like in the US. Anyway, Ryan, 
keep up the great work. I thoroughly enjoy the show. We'll talk later. Thank you, Craig. Well, it's not just Australia. Tesla won't be building right-hand drive S's or X's for New Zealand or the UK either. I actually had a number of, of very upset listeners respond to me about this, or reach out to me, I should say. And, and by upset, I don't mean angry. None of them were angry, but more like kind of bummed out, which I completely understand. I mean, the, I'll read you the email from Tesla, and thank you to Adam from the UK for forwarding me the email that he got from Tesla on this. Uh, also, Adam called in as well, so I just want to acknowledge that, but, but uh, Craig's, Craig's call sums it up. So here's the email that Tesla sent out to reservation holders in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. Reservation holders for, or, excuse me, order holders, not even reservation, order holders for S and X. They said, Right-hand drive Model X will not be available in the UK for the foreseeable future. You can choose to receive credit for Model 3 or Model Y, purchase Model X as a left-hand drive vehicle, or just cancel your order. And on the credit, it says if you convert your reservation to a Model 3 or Model Y, you can receive 2,000 pounds credit as a thank you for your support. Left-hand drive Model X, if you want to take delivery of a left-hand drive Model X and benefit from three years of free unlimited supercharging, explore our inventory of immediately available vehicles, and then full refund. If you prefer to cancel your order, you do not need to take any action. We will automatically cancel your current reservation on June 5th and refund your order fee in full. To discuss your options further, request a callback from a Tesla advisor or join one of our dedicated online seminars. Well, I really feel for those of you affected by this. And not just because you won't get a chance to get what is, in my humble opinion, probably the best overall car in the world in the form of the new Model X. And hey, the new X is right there with it on the SUV side. But because Tesla waited so long to make this decision after many of you have waited literal years. I mean, I'm sure many of you have made various arrangements while you've been waiting for these cars versus if you'd been told this decision sooner, you could have pivoted to something else sooner than now. I mean, I'm glad that Tesla is at least offering some kind of olive branch here in the form of a discount on the three or the Y. I mean, it's not a massive discount, it's something. And at least they are offering the SNX in left-hand drive form. Although, as Adam noted to me, uh, it may not be a very safe or practical choice for many people in right-hand drive territories. I mean, I suspect the reason for this decision comes down to nothing more than manufacturing efficiency, which we know Tesla is a slave to, and I don't say that derisively. It is serve them well, but that is, you know, such a, it's a KPI for them, is we need, we need to be as efficient as possible at all times. So again, don't mistake that for me excusing Tesla on this. I am not doing that. The fact is Tesla is taking something away from customers who'd been excited and patient and thought they were going to get that something. So I'm not defending that at all. You know, I heard some worry as well, kind of on the, on the back of this. I'd heard some worry from folks in Australia and the UK that, well, what about the right-hand drive Model 3 or Model Y? Like, could those be next? Might Tesla decide to stop doing those? I wouldn't worry about that because the fact of the matter is that Tesla needs to be 
in more vehicle categories, not fewer, and they need to be in more territories, not fewer, in their very serious and very big quest to get to 20 million cars per year in 2030. I mean, the S and the X, as you all know, are low volume cars, all things considered. The three and the Y are not, and I don't think that the right-hand drive versions of those two vehicles are in any jeopardy of being discontinued. Now, the Cybertruck, on the other hand, which you heard Craig mention in his call, that's a bit more of a toss-up, I think. Now, I believe, and please don't quote me on this, but I believe that Tesla has said they won't be producing it for Europe since it's too big for their ro- their roads, pardon me. But the issue with Australia wouldn't be the roads, it would be the right-hand drive factor. Tesla would have to stop down and reconfigure the Giga Texas production line, the Cybertruck production line, to do batches of right-hand drive Cybertrucks. I mean, I sure hope that Tesla, that Craig's right, and that Tesla does indeed have a ton of orders for the Cybertruck, ton of reservations from Australia and New Zealand. And if they do, I think even if they do, and if Tesla does follow through and and offer the Cybertruck to Australia and New Zealand, it's probably going to be a while because the backlog of left-hand drive orders here in North America is enormous, as we know. But here's the thing. If Tesla is not going to proceed with delivering Cybertruck to uh, Australia or New Zealand. I hope that they communicate that sooner rather than later so that folks with those Cybertruck reservations don't feel any more strung along than they might already. I guess basically either way, I hope Tesla clarifies this pretty soon. Like, you know, at the start of Cybertruck production, I would really like for Tesla to, to come out and say, Okay, here here are the territories that we are going to build the Cybertruck for. If you don't if you have a reservation in one of the territories, we're not going to be servicing. We're going to automatically refund your reservation in 30 days or whatever it is. So, I that Tesla needs to be uh clear and they need to be diligent in informing everybody that has a reservation of whether or not they're going to be able to get a Cybertruck or not. Finally this week, again, trying to end on a happy note here, the referral program is back. Like a real, actual, fully fleshed out referral program. It's all right there in your Tesla app right now. You can take a look at it as you're listening to me. As you'll see on the pop-up message that, that, that comes up when you go into the loot box, and you can go into the loot box by, you'll see the, the uh, little suitcase icon in the upper right corner of your app. Tesla says, that pop-up says, help accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy and earn rewards in the process. Every time a friend or family member purchases a Tesla product with your referral link, you will both receive loot box credits. You can redeem your credits for software upgrades, supercharging miles, and more. So I dug into this. If you refer somebody who buys an S or an X, you will get 3,500 credits and the person that you have referred, the buyer, will get 2,500. The Model 3 and Y are worth 2,000 loot box credits to the referrer and 1,500 to the buyer. The solar roof panels and solar roof t- 
tiles, well, excuse me, solar roof tiles and solar panels are worth 9,000 each to both parties. You can also get up to 2,500 credits for buying an inventory car as well. So it's not just the custom orders. And that's a, the split there is 1,500 credits for the three and the Y, 2,500 for the S and X. Now, as for redeeming your credits, because you may be wondering, all right, well, what's available? What can I use these on? The supercharging miles cost 1,500 credits for 500 miles of of supercharging, and 4,800 credits will get you 2,000 supercharging miles. You can also get a ticket to win one of the first Cybertrucks off the line. That will cost you 500 loot box credits per ticket. And yes, you are allowed multiple entries. Although it doesn't say when the drawing will be. I guess presumably near the start of production, like probably September, October, they'll draw that. But hopefully they'll make an announcement ahead of time so that people that wanna that haven't redeemed credits yet that want to redeem them for that raffle ticket can go ahead and do so. Uh, you can also redeem your credits for Tesla apparel, for the high-powered wall connector, the CCS adapter, the pet hammock, the roof rack, the software upgrades like the seat heaters for those of you with the base Model 3, the acceleration boost for those of you with a long-range 3 and Y. Uh, also, if you refer 60 people, that will get you free FSD. That's a lot of people. But if you don't want to pay 15K for FSD, but you happen to refer a ton of folks, you can get yourself free FSD with 60 referrals. 28 referrals is enough to get you enhanced autopilot. Well, I'll tell you, I think this is an awesome revamp of the referral program. I really do. Because it gives people a chance to get a wide variety of prizes from things you might love but might not be willing or able to spend money on. I'm kind of thinking about the acceleration boost fits into that category. Or, you know, you can also get more attainable stuff that doesn't require as many credits, things like clothing and apparel as well. So I encourage all of you to use a friend or family member's referral code if you're buying a Tesla. But if you don't have anybody in your life that has a referral code and you just need one, I will just say, please email me or contact me in some way, whether it's an Instagram DM, a tweet, uh, email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com, uh, and I will I will give you mine. I'm not providing it on the air because, I mean, A, I've benefited very much. I've been very fortunate to benefit quite a lot from the previous referral program, but also... I'm trying to uh, play by Tesla's rules here because they do specify in this version of the re- of the referral program that referral codes are not to be basically broadcast on a large platform. So, no, you know, you're not supposed people aren't supposed to be tweeting it out. People aren't supposed to be putting it in YouTube videos or on podcasts. I don't know if they're going to enforce any of that, but again, as somebody who likes to play by the rules, and has already benefited greatly from the referral program. Like I said, I'll just please try to use somebody else's, but if you just need one, reach out to me and I will happily provide you mine so that, because I do, one way or the other, I want you to get those loot box points if you're going to buy a a Tesla. So uh, 
let the loot boxing begin. Let the referring resume, because it's been a while since anybody's done any referring. Alrighty, that is everything that I've got for you in a very, very busy week of Tesla news. Stick with me, though. I've got more of your Ride the Lightning hotline calls teed up and ready to go right after this. Hi, this is Franz von Holzhausen, and you're listening to Ride the Lightning with Ryan McCaffrey, the Tesla unofficial podcast. Before I get to some calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline, a reminder that this week's Ride the Lightning is brought to you by my old friends at Accelerate Auto, who offer that excellent X-Care extended warranty coverage for your Tesla. As I mentioned last week, you might be thinking, well, why do I need that now that Tesla's offering their own extended warranty? And quite frankly, because X-Care is better, or it's at least it's it's got the option to be much more than what Tesla's doing. So for starters, Tesla's policy offers no flexibility. It is a fixed two-year, 25,000-mile coverage plan. X-Care offers up to 10 years and 125,000 miles after your factory warranty is up. X-Care can also be purchased for any Tesla, no matter where you bought it. Tesla's plan only is, is only offered to customers who bought their cars new from Tesla. And you can only opt into Teslas before your car hits 50,000 miles. X-Care plans can be purchased anywhere, anytime, at up to 125,000 miles on the odometer. Finally, while both Tesla and X-Care have $100 deductibles and 24-7 roadside assistance, X-Care also offers rental reimbursement and trip interruption coverage, which Tesla does not. And X-Care, just in general, covers everything that Tesla's extended warranty does. So there is no downside here. Check them out. See which plan is right for you. Go to Accelerate Auto. I said that weird. Accelerate, because it's spelled weird, but accelerateauto.com slash xcare, and I will spell it out for you here. X-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E-A-U-T-O dot com slash X-C-A-R-E. And don't forget to use the discount code LIGHTNING for $100 off your purchase, except sadly in Florida, again, it's a state law that states they cannot, that a company cannot give discounts or price warranties differently for different people. I'm not a lawyer, but that's what the Accelerate Auto folks told me. All right, time for the Ride the Lightning Hotline. We've got time for a few calls this week. If you've got a question, comment, or discussion topic for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can call in in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software. Record your question. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less so that I can get to as many people each week as possible. And then email that file to me at my Tesla podcast email address, which is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call in and leave a message anytime, day or night, on the Ride the Lightning hotline itself. The toll-free number you can call is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. First up this week is Alex from New Zealand responding to those job listings from a few weeks ago for painting bits of the Cybertruck. Go ahead, Alex. Hello, Ryan, Daisy, and listeners. It's Alex here again from Papamoa Beach in New Zealand. 
When I heard that Tesla were looking for paint line staff for the Cybertruck production, my first thought was that perhaps they will offer a lower priced version of the Cybertruck without the stainless steel bodywork. If Tesla used high-strength steel, applied the panels over the same cast aluminium structure that's already been developed, and then put on paint in silver or gunmetal grey, the result would resemble a Cybertruck well enough for many people, but the price could be lower and perhaps compete better with other pickups in the market. Oh, sure, I know we'd all like the Cybertruck to be made of rocket-building materials, but stainless steel has always cost at least twice as much as other steel due to the chromium and molybdenum required in the mix. I think the situation will be like when Apple introduced the Apple Watch many years ago. You could have that in stainless steel with a stainless steel strap, or you could pay extra for a gold-plated version. But I think at the end of the day, most of the sales would have been the basic aluminium version with a rubber strap. Thanks for all the work you do on this podcast, Ryan, and I hope Selena the Future Guide Dog is coming along well. Interesting theory here, Alex, and the Apple comparison, I think, is a sound one. I think the wild card here is the marketing of the Cybertruck, which I know sounds weird since Tesla doesn't do traditional marketing, but what I mean by that is how Tesla, at every turn, has trumpeted the Cybertruck's toughness and longevity as a direct result of its stainless steel body, offering a version of it that doesn't have that, or at least sort of covers that up. Not that it doesn't have it, but it means you have a, a painted body that you have to care for that's susceptible to scratches and what have you. To me, that muddies the water quite a bit. Plus, there's the quote-unquote problem, that the good problem, that Tesla has so many reservations already with, by the way, a lot more than that ready to be thrown on the pile once this thing hits the streets and starts advertising itself. I mean, maybe Tesla would do something like you propose further down the line. Not that you were suggesting they would do this right from the jump later this year in September. I'm still of the opinion that those job listings were for painting parts, not the body, but I respect your hypothesis there. Thank you so much, Alex, for calling. Next up, Stefan from Monterey. Hey, Ryan, this is Stefan from Monterey. I wanted to give you uh, some feedback on an experience I've had with Tesla Insurance. Not about any claims I put in, but just about the premiums. Um, Tesla has been slowly cranking up the price of the premiums and adding all sorts of little monitoring um, aspects of how they calculate the premium to the safety score. And for me, the straw that broke the camel's back was they recently changed the safety score so that it dinged you if you uh, drove after 10 p.m. So anything between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. They called it late night driving and it bumped my premium by something like $25 a month, which I thought was pretty crazy. They... Um, there have been issues with, with the car, too, as far as how it calculates the safety score, which directly affects your premium. I'm getting these avoidance collision alarms when there's nothing to avoid. And bink, I get dinged. So that now, when I've been driving, it's just been a really stressful situation. Every little thing might affect my premium. I decided I was tired of the monitoring, and uh, it pushed me over the edge when they added this late-night driving. So I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but it's been really disappointing i switched i dropped tesla insurance and now i can drive the car the way i've always driven the car without worrying about how it's going to affect my premium thanks ryan bye 
Hi, Stefan. Thank you for sharing your experience. I welcome others to chime in too, particularly if they've had a different experience with it. But I'll tell you, Stefan, even though I haven't personally tried Tesla insurance myself, I can relate to what you're describing about being stressed out by every little thing potentially affecting your premium because that was my experience with the safety score when I got into the FSD beta back in fall of 2021. I was doing my very best, trying my hardest to get that 99 score, which I couldn't do at first because of those same false forward collision warnings that you described. I'll tell you, I'll be totally honest. In fact, I said, I think I said this on the podcast at the time. I got to the point where I was ready to just forget about trying to get into the FSD beta because I just wasn't having fun driving my car the way that I had to in order to get the highest safety score possible. I hope that Tesla continues to refine the insurance program over time. As to their credit, they've already been doing and hopefully it'll get better for people that do want to use it. Thanks again for your call. One more call this week. It comes from a friend of the podcast, Bill from Wisconsin. Hey, Ryan, it's Bill from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, along with my friends Kerbal and Soda Pop. So we just heard your challenge. If I could only have one car, what would I want? If I had a blank check and I could get just one car and it had to fulfill all my needs. That is about the easiest question I've ever heard. How could it be anything other than the highest end Cybertruck? I mean, seriously, I live in a place where they put salt on the highways. So stainless steel, slam dunk. All right? It can do anything. It, you can haul cargo with it. You can pull a big, heavy trailer with it. You can haul originally six adults around, now five, but that's okay. There's only two of us in the family along with our, our uh, four-legged companions that come with us everywhere, so five is fine with us. It, it makes a statement in a crowd that's not really why I wanted it. I want it for the utility of what its capabilities are. Um, when it first came out onto the stage, like so many people, I, uh, for me, it was a big WTF. What, what were you thinking? And, but by the time they got to the end of the presentation and they said the pricing, which I understand is going up, but in any case, after listening to all the things that it could do, all the things it was going to be capable of, and then that I could get it for the same price as any other ice truck out there similarly equipped, it was a mic drop moment. Hands down. Top end Cybertruck. All day, every day, and twice on Sundays. Say hi to Daisy Zelina uh, on behalf of myself, Kerbal, and Soda Pop. And keep up the great work, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Great to hear from you, Bill. I'm going to allow this answer, but I will say I should have specified in my initial comment that for me, what I was looking for there is it had to be a car that's on the market now, that you can buy right now. But the Cybertruck will be on the market soon enough, and I cannot wait to start seeing it and eventually owning it. I hope you, Bill, are able to get yours soon as well. Thank you so much to everybody for taking the time to call in to Ride the Lightning and the Hotline. If I did not get to your call, I will do my best to get to it next week. And for everybody else, if you heard something on this week's show, whether it's another another caller here in the hotline or something that I said during the news block that you'd like to react to, 
please feel free to call in. I welcome your calls. I invite your calls. And I gave you the instructions for how to easily submit your call at the top of this segment. So refer back to that. All right, for now though, I'm not quite done. There's a bit more Ride the Lightning to go coming up right after this. As for what's going on with me and my car, I was able to get my car washed for the first time in far too long after work today to get it ready for tomorrow, which is the Tesla owners of Silicon Valley's second or third annual Tacos and Teslas event down at a detailing shop on the peninsula between San Francisco and San Jose. I had fun at that last year. I'm looking forward to it this year. And just seeing seeing hi, seeing a bunch of cool cars and saying hi to a bunch of people, including uh, Patreon backer and listener Chase Lancaster, who's making the trip. He is he messaged me. He is a huge beer connoisseur. And when I when I was talking about how I, I taste tested Giga Beer on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he reached out and wanted to try it. He's up in Sacramento, which is like eh, an hour and a half or so from San Francisco. And I said, well, you know, if you're ever down in the Bay Area here, I'm happy to share some with you. And it's worked out where he's going to come down to the Tacos and Teslas, Tesla owners Silicon Valley Club event. And we will uh, we will share some Giga Beer there. I'll be looking forward to meeting him and uh, and enjoying some more of the Giga Beer. There are two left in my fridge right now. So that's perfect. Looking forward to that event tomorrow, especially now that I've got a nice, clean, presentable car to attend with. Hey, an entertainment recommendation for this week. How about on the Nintendo Switch, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the direct sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is probably the biggest game of the year so far. I mean, actually not even probably. It definitely is the biggest game of the year so far in terms of anticipation. Sales will remain to be seen, but certainly they're going to be good. It's just a question of how good. I'll give you a hint here as far as what to expect from this video game. I actually haven't started it yet. One of my motivations for getting the podcast done this evening is so that I can start playing The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But it is currently the highest rated game ever, so of all time, on Metacritic. And Metacritic, if you're not familiar, think of it like the Rotten Tomatoes of the video game world. So it is, uh, I mean, Breath of the Wild was regarded as one of the best games of all time. And Tears of the Kingdom, by all accounts, is better. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10, saying it is absolutely better than Breath of the Wild. So I am looking forward to diving in. I've got my copy downloaded and ready to go. So that is my entertainment recommendation for this week. Like I said, even though I haven't played it myself yet to personally recommend it, there's enough uh, evidence out there to wholeheartedly recommend it to you and uh, not regret doing so later. Time for your pro tip of the week. It comes from Dave in Kyoto, Japan. Hey, Ryan. Dave from Kyoto, Japan. Been listening to your show since you interviewed the owner of Tesla. Can't think of his name offhand. Six months ago, I came across a little tidbit, which I'm not sure is common knowledge or not, but has certainly been useful to me. I'm driving along in autopilot or FSD when the car screen flashes blue and warns me to place my hands on the wheel. 
which of course they already are, as I am sure has happened to others at times. I reposition my hands on the wheel, screen stays blue. Grip the wheel more firmly, screen stays blue. Crush the wheel with both hands while screaming at the car to no avail. FSD disconnects and warns me that if I do it a couple more times, FSD will be disconnected permanently. So the next time this happened, I thought about trying to do something different, like clicking one of the scroll wheels, which I did, and lo and behold, the FSD warning turned off. As I said, don't know if this is common knowledge, but if you click either one of the scroll wheels when you get an autopilot or FSD warning, it shuts it off. I now use this consistently as I just find it easier than repositioning my hands on the wheels. Uh, Oh yeah, the name of that guy is Elon Musk. Makes an awesome car. Thanks, Ryan. Truly love the show along with your midweek tidbits. Keep them coming. (laughs) Haha, thank you very much, Dave. You know, this is one of those pro tips that I'm pretty darn sure that I've featured on the podcast before. But it is such a useful one that it's worth resurfacing every now and again, even if I did play it before, either to refresh everyone's memory or to introduce newer listeners who might not have heard it before. And Dave, I'll even add on to this one. You don't have to click the scroll wheels. Just rolling either one of them up or down will do the trick of satisfying that autopilot nag. I usually just notch my music volume up or down by one in order to satisfy that check-in with autopilot. If anybody else out there has a pro tip of the week that you'd like to share with me and your fellow Tesla owners and enthusiasts, I welcome and invite you to do so. And the way to do that is just by calling in just like it's a regular ride the lightning call, uh, ride the lightning hotline call, I should say, the instructions for which I gave you a little while ago. All right, before I get out of here, let me mention some friends of the podcast that can hopefully be of use to you at some point in time, whether that's this week, next week, next month, etc. at some point. I'll start with abstractocean.com, who continues to offer very generously the 15% off discount for first-time buyers uh, who are listeners of this podcast. Go there, abstractocean.com. Check out everything, all the cool aftermarket accessories they've got. You can sort by whichever Tesla you own, and it'll show you everything that they have available for your Tesla. Pile everything you like into your online shopping cart, and then when you get to checkout, use the coupon code RTLPODCAST to get 15% off of your first order. That's RTLPODCAST, all one word, no spaces on that. Thank you so much to abstractocean.com for continuing continuing to extend that very generous discount to my listeners. Everyamp.com slash RTL is where to go to get your snap plate for the 3, the Y, the S, as well as the X. It is the front license plate bracket that is the one I recommend versus the one that Tesla gives you with your car. It snaps on and off in seconds, but when it's on, it's secure. When it's off, it's not leaving any unsightly hardware or anything else behind the way that the Tesla one would if you rip that off because it's going to leave automotive adhesive behind. The everyamp.com slash RTL snap plate is grill safe, radiator safe, autopilot safe. It's not going to interfere with anything 
You can take it off when you're detailing the car, when you're gonna take it to cars and coffee or a car show, put it back on. If you're gonna be parked at a parking meter, you wanna avoid avoid that, uh, that meter enforcement person coming by and ticketing you. So get yours at everyamp.com slash RTL. Meanwhile, budgetsafesolar.com, if you have the slightest interest in installing solar on your home or business property, don't wait. Act today. Uh, Sure, you're probably going to take a look at Tesla Solar, but if that doesn't work out for you, as it did not for me, go to budgetsafesolar.com because tomorrow your neighborhood may have reached its circuit capacity and may not be able to handle another customer supplying that aged infrastructure until repairs are completed who knows how long from now. Don't get shut out because you thought that unattractive roof had another year left in it. Visit them today at budgetsafesolar.com. They also do storage, battery storage installations with the, with the solar systems as well. So they've got the whole kit and caboodle for you at budgetsafesolar.com. If you do proceed with a solar installation on your home or office or business, please use the referral code RTL. Immaculate Reflections, whose website is irdetailing.com. Jeff McGovern, the name of the wonderful proprietor and master detailer there, has taken such wonderful care of my car over the last now almost five years. I guess my five-year Tesla-versary as an owner is coming up in two and a half months. So we're getting pretty close. But Jeff has, has seen to it through his expertise and his attention to detail. Uh, and, and no, I'm not trying to be cute with the phrasing. I mean, it's, he's a detailer and he's got one heck of an attention to detail. He has just done such brilliant work on my car that he's done paint correction for me to get all of the factory flaws in the paint. And hey, every manufacturer has factory flaws in the paint. That's just how it goes. He's got my paint looking as good as possible with the paint correction. He's got the paint protection film on there, which is, as you've heard on this podcast over the last five, almost five years, has saved my paint several times. And then I've got that ceramic coating on there that he offers as well, which means I don't have to worry about waxing the car for, well, I, I mean, I ha- I've never waxed my car because it's been ceramic coated for the last almost five years. The water just beads right off of it. So if any of those services, all of those services, a couple of those services are of interest to you and you are in or going to be in the greater San Francisco Bay Area, please reach out to Jeff to schedule through his website, which again is irdetailing.com. Mention when you do reach out that you're a Ride the Lightning listener and Jeff will happily extend the generous Ride the Lightning discount to you if you do book in some work with him. Get your dash cam and sentry mode set up all taken care of at puretesla.com slash RTL. It's just 49 bucks with free shipping in the US for the 128 gigabyte kit. If you want to step up to the 256 gigabyte kit, that's $69. Again, shipped free anywhere in the US. They also offer the nice low profile slim you know, easily stored in your center console or glove box, the wireless game controller kit if you like to do a lot of gaming in your Tesla. So get any of that that is of interest to you at puretesla.com slash RTL. I'll mention real quick here again the Patreon. I mentioned it at the top of the podcast, but 
This is a listener-supported podcast. It is free. It will always be free. But if you are willing and able to support me on Patreon, my family and I would very genuinely appreciate it. Uh, You can do so via the website, the Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There are both the, most people do the month-to-month support, but there's also the 10% discount on a one-year pledge. If you want to do the annual pledge and just just pay once to support me for a year, you get 10% off of doing it that way. The support tiers start at just five bucks a month, that's all. And in return for that five bucks a month, you will get early access to each week's show and you will also be supporting me, which hopefully makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. That is that is certain because again, it is purely a voluntary effort on your part. So uh, every time a, a pledge comes in that I have the good fortune of that happening, it really makes me feel good because I feel like, well, hopefully through my continued week after week after week, hard work and diligence and enthusiasm and effort on this podcast that I have earned that support when it comes through. So uh, if you are will, if you are able at some point and willing, I would love to have you support me on patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Finally this week, let me just mention the upper tier Patreon backers who among other perks that they get for their pledge, they get their name shouted out here in the so-called the credits of the podcast each week. I want to start with the maximum plaid tier backers. We had another, I mean, as always, but we really had a wonderful group conversation on the monthly Patreon Zoom hangout last weekend. We, we really got into some fun topics, some great discussions, and those hour, the hours just fly by. It's a one hour thing. And by, I mean, just, I'm talking about multiple, you know, every month collectively hours, but it's a one hour thing every month and it just flies by because we have such wonderful conversation, talking Tesla, talking anything that comes up relevant and pertinent to the Tesla community. So thank you to everybody in that maximum plaid tier who was able to make it to that. I should note too, uh, I do extend, the maximum plaid backers are invited to that every month, but anyone who makes a new pledge or upgrades their existing pledge gets a one-time thank you invite to whatever the next the next month's Patreon Zoom hangout is. So thanks to everybody that attended uh, last week on that. So on the Maximum Plaid backers, thank you very much to the newest Maximum Plaid backer, Bruce Otterstein. Bruce, thank you very much for your support. And the rest of the Maximum Plaid backers, Jonathan Wales, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, the Galpin family, Ryan from Las Vegas, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisneski, Gil Cabrera, Watley, Mark Eversole, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Mait Suaru, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Alex Brem, Corey O'Donnell, Aaron, John Cody, Andre Kent, Joel Sapp, Kim Bay, Paul Casarino, Richard Corley, Chris Osborne, KB, We Drive Tesla EV Luxury Car Rental in Oahu, HaloBengals.com, Chris Pratt, Ken Epstein, Doug Carey, 
James Gregory, Adam Lavoy, contact1callcenter.com, Jason Chalukas, pardon me, let me try that again, Jason, Jason Chalukas. I don't know why I just, my tongue just twisted part of the way through that, even though I've said it every week for dozens, if not hundreds of weeks at this point. Jason, I apologize. And Travis Krenzel. The Roadster in Space tier. Thank you all very much. These are the the most generous of the most generous. Uh, They get a one-on-one Patreon hangout with me each month if they elect to take it. Thank you very much to Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, Sean Neidig, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, Howard Anthony Smith, Victoria Ayacaveto, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, Carol Weston, Robert from Near Philly, and Chase Lancaster. Finally, the grandfathered in plaid level supporters who are so kind to continue backing me at the old plaid level. Thanks so much to George Cassiopo, David Brander, Logan Willis, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, Dory and Steve Guberman, the Tesla owners of Taiwan, Ron Lee, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Dennis Peak, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, the Lydia family, Aaron Altschul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, the Tesla Owners East Bay Club, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Jonathan Zelezny, Ish, not Elon Musk, T. Kirk Lowry, Peter, and the Bear Boys of Colorado. Thanks to everybody for at any Patreon tier for backing me. You are making a noticeable and wonderful difference in the life of me and my family, and I am very grateful for that. And thank you to all of you for listening, for donating your most precious resource to me in this podcast each week, which is your time. I do not take that for granted either. That is a very precious thing, and I very much appreciate you hanging out with me each and every week to talk about all things Tesla. Like I said, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride on this week's episode. I, I try to keep it positive week after week, but a couple of those those stories there I thought were important to share just to, you know, just as you get you take the good with the bad, but hopefully most of the time we're having fun. For a snoozing Daisy the Boxer to my left and an also snoozing Zelina the Future Service Dog to my right, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Ride the Lightning episode 406. Ted Williams batting average the last time anybody hit 400 in the major leagues. 406. That's what that that's the first thing I think of when I hear the number 406. I guess that's that's the Rorschach test for me on that one. All right, happy electric motoring my friends, and I will see you back here next week. Again, big episode. It'll be a recap, the highlights, the analysis, the whole package that I always do anytime there's a big Tesla event cuz next week we've got the annual shareholders meeting. Looking forward to covering that. I'll see you then. I mean, I think a Tesla... It's the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make... It's, 
It's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun.